Hello, innovators, explorers, and risk takers. Welcome to another episode of the Web3 with Sam Kamani podcast. And on today's episode, I am interviewing Anjali Young from Collab Land. So, what is Collab Land? Collab Land is the original full service community management tool that curates memberships based on tokens. Moreover, Collabland has recently launched their developer portal, giving developers access to the Collabland APIs. And that's why I have invited Anjali to talk about what they are launching, how Collabland works. I mean, they have thousands of Web3 communities using their product with millions of unique wallets that have registered on their platform. So they are one of the OGs of the Web3 world. And in this wide-ranging conversation, we talk about the role of community in crypto. And also, we also explore, is there a bull case for crypto? Um, how to monetize developer tools and so much more. So let's get into it. But before we do that, there are just a couple of things that nothing mentioned in this podcast is an investment advice. I never talk about token prices and <clears throat> I do not run any ads in this podcast. This is not a sponsored podcast. So my only request for you is that you leave a review for this podcast on whichever platform you listen on. With that out of the way, let's get into it. It's so good to have you on the show. I've been so looking forward, especially with the similar connection that we have due to the VC fund investing in the companies that we work with. I would love to learn a bit more about Collabland. But before that, how did you get involved with Collabland? Wow. Okay. Well, I'd say I can start as far back as you want, but my co-founder is also my husband, James Young. We have been, we met in college and we've been together for 28 years. So that is how I, but I can start way back to like my personal journey. I am a lawyer by trade and I practiced law for five years, way back when I'm almost 50. So that gives you an idea of how no long way. ago. Yeah, I'm 40. I'm 49 and a half. So yeah, almost 50. I could and not, I cannot believe it. It's okay. No, we actually have two teenage children. Our daughter just graduated from high school and then we have a 15 year old son. So I started off, yeah, my professional career as a lawyer. And then once we adopted our daughter, then I shifted, her needs were different. And so I shifted into caring for her and I homeschooled her. Uh, until eighth grade. Then we adopted our son and I homeschooled him for a little while. And then it wasn't until that part was over that Collabland was beginning to have some legs. So mm -hmm. abridged, our company abridged uh, started as a uh, contract wallet with social recovery back in 2018. The mm -hmm. idea being, how do we get people into crypto? You know, we talked a little bit about friction yes. at the beginning of the call and how do you remove that friction? Most people are used to having social recovery. You have your password. So if you lose access to something, you can just click forget password. Well, in crypto, you can't do that. And so this was a first attempt to bridge the web two and web three worlds and see if there was an opportunity to capture some of some new people into crypto uh, who may be a little hesitant or worried about, you know, having a wallet and having funds and what do I do if I lose them? So 
that we originally started with that for our company abridged and then it was the heart of the bear market and there just wasn't any traction there weren't any people really building in that space there wasn't really interest in that space and so in january of 2020 we pivoted to no code tooling and our no code yeah. tooling was attacking the other part of it which was like look we cannot get individuals to come and create wallets right but maybe if we try to court developers to crypto by this no code tooling then you know they don't know they don't need to know solidity they don't need to know all the programming that we use in crypto they can just build with this no code tooling if we get more people to build then maybe we'll get more people to expand right to come into this world and so that's where collabland came from with our no code tooling we were building lots of different experiments using the no code tooling to try to inspire developers like look we built this you can build yes. something like this we built this you can build something like it you know just trying to come up with as many different experiments and references to the no code tooling using the no code tooling so it could excite people and one of those uh, reference implementations was Collabland. Collabland not expecting Collabland to be the thing, but Collabland to be uh, a way to inspire developers to also build. And Collabland, we just built for ourselves. We had a DAO, we started a DAO in right when COVID started for collecting grants and distributing grants. And so we're like, wouldn't that be cool to like get everybody who's in our DAO to get in a Telegram group together? Like now we'll know who's in and who's out. And we need to know who's in because this is a sensitive topic, like who gets a grant? We're going to have to know each other. Like if you just say, Sam says, oh, my sister lost her job. And so she needs a grant. We're going to want to know who Sam is. Like, is Sam a yes. part of the DAO? Like, you know, those relationships became very important during COVID because we were all shut down. Yes. And prior to, you know, prior to that, we were all traveling. And so all the same DAO people knew each other. But now we were yes. in a situation where, yeah, how do you get to know each other? So. That was initially Collabland, which is using Moloch shares to determine whether or not somebody was in the group or not in the group. You know, this is no concept of NFT communities or DeFi communities or investment groups or social tokens. Like this is before all of that. Gaming, you know, now everyone is using some sort of token gating and yes. it's become Right, it's become ubiquitous. We all use it. We all we all assume that it always existed, um, but it didn't always exist. Uh, yeah. It was right. It was created really as a solution to a problem that we were having, and really the purpose of Collabland initially was just to show off what Abridged can do. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could keep going, but I'm going to wait for you to, if you have anything to say, then we can, I, otherwise I can I, keep going. Then, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Let me start with the, one of the things that you said about, about Abridged and Collabland. And one of the things you said that, okay, there is this friction. If you forget your password, there is no way for people to, <clears throat> to get it back. And that is something that I have faced as well, that in, in decentralization, as much as I like decentralization, I have problems with it because in decentralization, there is no customer service. <laughs> and how do you solve that problem? Because I feel like that is such a big problem that people ignore. Yeah, it's a huge problem, I would say. I mean, with Collabland, we're still 
we have a support team. So, you know, we, yes. but we answer questions because we're one of the few companies in crypto with the amount of users that we have that does have an active support team. We answer every single question, Sam. I mean, we yeah. answer questions about MetaMask. We answer questions about OpenSea. You know, it's like we're expected because they got us, right? If they ask yes. us something, we're going to answer. So once they see that we answer, then they really take that opportunity to ask us everything. And we do, we do as much as we can. But I agree, not having customer service, not having somebody to call when you have a problem is a huge situation. Uh, I think, yeah. you know, like Ledger just start, tried to do that social recovery with their, and everyone freaked out, like, what are you talking about? We can't yes. have social recovery. So we're in this balanced time right now where we want more people to come in. And so we want to, you know, make a longer table, like I say, yes. um, we want to invite more people in, but we do not want to Sacrifice. ignore well, ignore the egos, right? Yeah, yeah. ignore what yeah. we're about, which is decentralization. And why is it important to be decentralized is because of censorship. And, yes. you know, like you have a bank account, like I have a bank account, they limit how much money I get to take out every day. They limit yeah. how much I can wire from one person to another. They yes. have to make sure that the person I'm sending it to is somebody they accept and agree to send it to. I mean, there's so much censorship that goes on in the traditional banking system and crypto being a response to that in a lot of ways, right? The loss of faith in the traditional banking system that now we're in a situation where we're like, everyone has to take personal responsibility for everything, but understanding that not everyone is capable of that and that's a huge deterrent balancing that moving forward is going to be challenging i mean what i think is going to happen is you're going to have options for everybody and we already have that right like yeah. when you look at custodial wallets through flow or through you know different projects there are custodial wallets where you really yeah. or Robinhood or you know whatever it is there are going to be there's going to be something for everybody, but I don't think yes. all the products will appeal to all the people. So yeah, it's definitely a challenge. That's yeah, that's fantastic. I, I think what you, you say that is correct, that yes, there's going to be a product for you, whether it's you want like a multi-sig to avoid that sort of scenario, or you want a CFI solution, <laughs> there will be a CFI solution for that. Because I know so many people, and, and these are people in tech, have said that they trust their bank more than they trust themselves with their own <laughs> assets uh, and, and right. that is the the reality for most people like 90 95 percent of people it's like they don't trust themselves to even remember what assets they have <laughs> after a while you forget <laughs> i have right. to maintain a spreadsheet of what money i have where and what type of an asset and where digital wallet is there and all that and that's really where we're at, right? Yeah. And so the people who are here in crypto right now at this time, you know, 2023 July, are going to be people that are willing to have some exposure to risk, right? Yes. And also, or are people that don't have the opportunity to be a part of the traditional banking system. So if you are unbanked, if you are working in an industry that is not hospitable, you know, that banking is not hospitable for you, then yes. you're going to look at crypto as a solution. So 
Right now, it's not for everybody. Uh, that doesn't mean it won't be someday. The internet wasn't for everybody. You know, you had mentioned before we got on the call that you were doing uh, Google AdWords in, in 2003. Um, my first job out of college was at a company called Inktomy. And yes. Inktomy was actually uh, doing search in 1996. And I, part of my job as a young college graduate was teaching people how to search on the internet and what words to use and how do you use those words and why do you use those words years before Google. You know? It's like prompt engineering, what they call it now. <laughs> Exactly. Absolutely. And I was, you know, when I tell my kids, I'm like, now you just write like tacos open near me, you know, like yes. they know how to think, they know how to think in search words, but yes. it wasn't always like that. We've trained ourselves to think in search words, but you know, just like that time where it's like, we're everyone thought, oh, the internet, it's just scams and it's just porn and it's just yes. gambling like in the same way where it didn't, we didn't get mass adoption in 1996 or 1995, uh, we're in that place right now where it's like the pioneers are here, the adventurers are here, the people yes. who are curious are here, but it's gonna be a few years until everybody is here. But just like the internet, everybody is on the internet, like it's not that big of a leap anymore, right? To think yeah. like internet money, like our, now the money of the internet, it, it's inevitable, but- it is it's going to take some time for us to get there and try to encompass everybody. I will say this, there are many big brands that are in the space right now. Obviously, yes. you know, Starbucks is here, Bud Light, you know, like there's yeah. so many American brands that are here. I just had a meeting today with Mattel, you know, so it's yes. like there are different brands that are coming into the space. So I don't think it's going to take as long as it did the first time, because even now in the middle of a bear market, we still have brands coming in, you know, Louis Vuitton yes. had their launch just a few weeks ago. It doesn't feel very bearish when you look at who's in the space this time around during yeah. this bear market compared to, you know, if you remember last time, last bear market. Oh, that was brutal. Last mm -hmm. bear market. People forget that what did happen to even like Bitcoin and Ethereum last bear market. It's like, so I'd like to remind Double digits. people. Yes, it went from $1,400. Ethereum went to $82. <laughs> That's uh, how bad it got. But then at that time, the people who were still working and building in 2019 were people like OpenSea. And those were the projects that became multi-billion dollar projects. So it's the projects that are working now in 2023 in the beer market. They are going to be the ones who are going to succeed in the next bull run or happening, if you believe in that. I mean, you really have to, even for us, it's like the relationships that we made in the bear market were yes. our supporters when the bull market came. So, you know, that's yes. something that we talk a lot about, right? Like you really have to depend on your relationships during a bear market Absolutely. And, and look around to see who's around and build those relationships with them. Because once the bull market comes back, then and it will, I mean, it isn't here right now, but you know, we just had this ripple ruling today and people are very excited about that. And then pull together, their case got dropped, you know, so things are happening yeah. slowly. You know, you can't really know when you're in the moment, like, is this the end or are we beginning to see some sunlight here? But you can be, if you look at the brands that are here, if you look at some of the court cases that happen, I mean, if you can begin to kind of sense what's going on, I don't think we're too far off. You know, no one can predict the future, but it definitely feels very different. Whenever I describe the last bear market to people, I say it's like desert 
and tumbleweed and nobody's answering your call and people are falling off. You know, even with our company abridged, we had another team, you know, there was a team that started with us and then they could not hang on during the bear market. And so, you know, then the bull market came and now we're in another bear market and really what all of us need to do is just survive, survive the bear market, hold on tight and survive the bear market. Because like you said, it's going to be the people who are building now and are able to persevere through these very hard times that are going to be well positioned for the future. Yeah. I had a very interesting concept from someone that it's not crypto is not bull market or beer uh, market it's beaver market because that's when you build the dam <laughs> this is the time to to build so i thought that was very interesting talking about building i would love to learn a bit more about what collab has built for for people to use so if you can run me through some of the things that collab yeah. has built that'd be awesome Sure. So Collabland itself, for those people that are not familiar with it, it started off as a token gating tool on Telegram. So it was literally, do you own a token or do you not own a token? Then you can enter a Telegram chat. That's yeah. it. If you don't own the, if you don't own the item, and I should have asked you before we started, as far as like the competency or the knowledge of the listeners. They uh, would understand. Yeah. They're all natives and most of them are founders of Web3 startups. Oh, <laughs> because, awesome. Yeah. Yes. Then I, I don't really, I guess I don't really need to talk much about that. But anyway, Collabland started yes. that way. Single token, single asset entry into a group. Over the last three years, we just celebrated three years of Collabland in May of nice. 2020. So actually Collabland started as a, as a experiment or a hackathon project in May of 2020 using our no-code tooling. So yeah, we just celebrated three years and it's gone from that single access point, you know, token or no token to becoming a robust system of all the different ways you can token gate based on metadata, based on the amount, combining NFTs with FTs, you know, there's lots of different yes. ways in our communities completely shock us and amaze us in their creativity. A lot of them use it straightforward, but a lot of them gamify their own communities with yes. different types of token gating. So it's actually very interesting. So that's just the token gating part of it. However, if you don't have a token, if you have mm. Web3 aspirations, but you're not ready to uh, launch a token yet, then you are going to, you can still use Collabland. So what we have is a marketplace right now Collabland has a marketplace and yeah. we have all different types of mini apps so we call it the mini app marketplace where now if you've download the Collabland bot now sam has the Collabland yes. bot server he has access to the marketplace and you can download different mini apps into your community so if you want to distribute po apps we have a po app mini app if you want to have a meme contest. We have a meme contest mini app. If you want to give each other verifiable credentials, then Collabland actually supports that by providing you with a decentralized ID for each member. So you can send each other verifiable credentials. And with those credentials, now you have an off-chain graphic asset that you can keep with you. And in the future, you're going to be able to mint it on chain, or you're going to be able to move it to another wallet or another verifiable credential um, solution. So, you know, there's lots of different, other than that, there's plenty of other ones, Veramo, Sobel, there's lots of different things yes. you can do. So we are attracting not only people who already have a token, but 
trying to encourage people to have get involved with crypto already because you may say okay i have this podcast amazing i want to make a discord group i don't want a token sam doesn't need a token but mm -hmm. i want to get i want people to be able to distribute and claim po apps because for my events like yes. you might want to give a code word right during your podcast yeah. And then you can say, oh, go to my Discord and do, you know, slash POAP claim. And you'll be, if you have the Collabland bot installed, you'll allow your members to instantly claim one. So it's more like, what? how can we support people that are just beginning their journey or just like uh, putting their toes into the crypto waters where they're not sure yet, but they want to get there, but they want to start to like baby step their community to learn about crypto. And a great way to do that is, for example, like a POAP or giving out verifiable credentials where you're allowing people to like build their reputation. And then yes. once they get that, once they see that, once they get that, I mean, then you're off and running because what gets people more excited than that very first crypto asset they get? Nothing. Yeah. Like you can hear about it all day long, right? You can hear, oh, there's something called NFT. Oh, there's something called Pepe token. Like you can hear about that. But once you get one, like yes. then you're going to be interested in learning about it and listening when people are talking about it or reading articles about it, or you're going to perk your ears up and want to get more involved once you have it and that's really the where we need to meet people which is yeah. in, for Kotlin, we call it like time to token and it's the time that a person who is curious about crypto until yes. what is a time from the time that they're first curious to when they actually have a crypto asset and that crypto asset doesn't have to be a token it could be a verifiable credential but it has some crypto now asset of some sort so also we are trying to spend a lot of time like thinking about how to engage that community and we have a couple of things coming up um, in the next few months that's also for that group um and it's called the gm pass and we're going to be finding ways to activate the people that are in collabland communities but are not don't have a crypto asset don't have a wallet are just lurking we have this huge group of people and really collabland is just one example of where these groups are located but all over the world yes people are interested there is curiosity about crypto what is this a new type of money what is going on here it, it's not connected to any government the people who hold the token get to determine the price like what is going on this is just too much it's just too yes. exciting it's almost like human beings for all these centuries we've been believing that our money needs to be tied to our government right and that they should determine the rules of money and now we're like no we're taking that power we have the internet now we've already learned to coordinate on this global level why shouldn't we have our own money right and yeah. so i think there are a lot of people that are curious about that and we just have to find a way to access them and i think that if we all work together to engage them and give them a smoother opportunity to join us then there's i don't think there's such thing as a bear market anymore does the internet have a bear market no, no. <laughs> like, it did though it absolutely did i will tell you that dot com crash of the dot com yeah. crash i i like i said i'm from the bay area i was working at a startup in foster city i mean <laughs> i was living in the bay area during that time and the bot uh, the dot com crash was real dot com bust it, it was, was real, real. <laughs> yes that's right 
And I don't know how old you are, Sam, but it sounds like you were around during that time too. Yes, yes. I was in university, but it was real and I was studying computer science. So it is similar feeling. It's like when you're working in crypto and going through a beer market, it's like you're um, studying computer science and you see all the startups around you shutting down <laughs> at the same That's time, right. just as you're about to graduate. Exactly. A lot of kids went back to graduate school. A lot of kids, yeah, went to traditional jobs. It was very much real. And just like that, how that seems impossible now that yes. that internet would be written off. Oh yeah. Internet's not going to make it right. Like yeah. that sounds crazy for us to say now in 2023. I mean, look, you and I are talking over zoom right now. Exactly. You're in New Zealand, right? Yes. And I'm in Denver, Colorado, and we are able to talk in real time with each other. What a beautiful thing. Yeah. But point being, in that same way, we'll get to that place too, also with crypto, blockchain, uh, with the internet's money. Uh, we will get there. It will be inevitable at some point, and we won't have any more uh, bear markets in the way we think of them right now in yeah. that we're, we're not going to have an existential crisis, you know, where everyone is feeling this doom and gloom about it. Uh, I don't think we're, we're going to have that for um, much too much longer. Again, I can't look into the future, but I can tell you that just like what you said, which is the way it felt back then. Yes. And I guess we can talk a little bit about my movies. I want, this actually goes perfectly with the movies I wanted to bring yeah. up to you, but just like that time, that excitement, that just, horizon opening up a new horizon yes, opening up there. absolutely right like you're like yeah. what is this and what is happening and this is the beginning of something magical you know feeling that in 96 with my startup and all the people around me all brand new graduates around me and it was such a fun experience then but we didn't know all wide-eyed and curious having that's the same feeling i get now when i think gosh how lucky are we really sam you and i to be able to have experienced this for a second time exactly right exactly right so as you say like i've gone through this first time and i've been like early on nearly every platform whether it was the web 2 or web 3 just testing out everything and it is the same feeling of excitement of unlimited sort of potential that it enables and just like whenever a technology is new there are going to be scammers and there's going to be unsavory people as well as and, and people learn they educate themselves over time that, okay, th these are the things to avoid. If it's a Nigerian prince, it's not really a Nigerian prince emailing you. That's not real. They still so, happen. The thing is, all those scams like Nigerian prince, everything still happens. And so it does. There, we get wiser. However, yes. I mean, I don't know what the number is, but people still are scammed Scam, by yes. all of those scams. I mean, it's still yes. there. I will tell you that I got an email from Pay PayPal that said, you know, oh, you authorized this Bitcoin to be bought with your PayPal account. Fishing, and then I probably. called, it was phishing. Yeah. I called the number yes. and I said, what's going on? I didn't buy this PayPal. And they said, oh, well, somebody has access to your account. And the only way for you to get access to your account back is you need to download this software and you need to give me the code from the software. Yes. And I was like, what? I said, no, I don't think I'm going to do that. I said, I'm going to research what you're telling me. And then I'll call yes. you back. Let me have your name and your number and I'll call you back if I'm interested. And the person on the phone started yelling at me. 
like yelling at me, telling me I'm so dumb and that I'm going to lose all of my money and that don't I know that they're trying to help me. And I was thinking, boy, this is really interesting. I told my son about it, you know, my 15 year old son. And he said, mom, they, they target senior citizens. (laughs) And I was like, thanks kid. Okay. And then he said, and I thought to the, about that, like they target senior citizens, like, okay, I know better, but how many senior citizens know better? And if you hear this on the phone and you hear someone tell you like, you're going to lose all your money, you better do this right now. It's like they're picking on vulnerable people. And so that, and that's not a crypto scam. It's just a regular old PayPal scam. So scamming is still going to always be there. We have not solved scamming in any way, you know, people will come to my front door and they're going to pretend they're from the gas company just to get into my house. Like, from the beginning of time, there's been scammers. I can't say that we're going to be any different from that. Crypto does not get to escape the reality of humanity, right? Like we we don't get to say we're going to solve all the scams and no one is going to scam in crypto anymore because every other industry has scammers. Human beings are scammed and conned all the time. Like that's just a reality that we're going to have to go moving forward in everything. And I think AI is going to be, make that even more difficult, right? It is. It is going to make even more difficult. Even in the web two world, it is going to make it more difficult. It's just the, the whole argument is that since internet is in a way a lot more decentralized, so there were more scams than the on online than the offline world, because you could be anywhere in the world and do that. And then crypto takes decentralization to the next level. And so that is scams a byproduct of decentralization. I, I don't know. No, not byproduct, but do they increase the likelihood of scams? Like does decentralization? And so we don't have to go into it, but that's just sort of my, I mean, it's just something that I've been pondering with. Just like means that there is a lot less customer service in, oh, in a decentralized product. Like, yeah, like I don't is, know. Like Bitcoin doesn't have a customer service department, you know, (laughs) if you lose, if you send it to the wrong address, you're just using a DeFi peer-to-peer product. You cannot call Bitcoin's head office. (laughs) So it's just one of those things that eventually we will get to solve it in a way. And and that's why there will always be an appetite for CFI products, um, just like there will be for a DeFi. And that's the answer. That's right. Because not everybody is capable, you know, with this ownership that we all want and we want this lack of censorship, right? We want to be free from censorship. With that comes growing up and being responsible and taking responsibility. Just like when you're a child and you get to live at home and your parents make sure that the lights are on and there's food in the refrigerator. When you move out, then you got to take all that responsibility on yourself. And it's awful because sometimes you don't get to eat and sometimes you're not sure where you're going to be living next month. You know, it all depends on you. In the same way, there's going to be different levels of responsibility that people are willing to take. And again, like just like you mentioned, CFI products and custodial wallets and different options that people are going to want that will exist and there sh- that should exist because yes. when you think about it it's like you need for people to baby step into full responsibility you can't yeah. just say oh we come from this world where you can just have social recovery for everything and you never have to remember your password to now you're responsible for everything and if i send yes. it to uh, i send something to you and i'm off by one number or one letter then i just lose all my money like 
that's a huge gap. And so, <laughs> right? Yes. And so we're gonna have to have products to fill in the gap and allow people to grow and yes. allow people to take their training wheels off as they progress through their journey. Yeah. You know, for I, you know, like you know, people made a big stink about Flow Blockchain initially, right? And NBA Top Shot, like, yes. oh, if that's not real crypto, you know, like they're just an enclosed system, like they're not working with everybody else. The Dapper Wallet, you need to have email and this or that, you know, like yeah. people were complaining about that. However, the people that started there, the ones that were curious, the yes. ones that wanted more freedom, more responsibility, took it. And so there was a huge percentage. I mean, you know, about 15% that moved from just having a NBA Top Shot Flow account to now moving into other ecosystems, right? Now having a yes. MetaMask, now whatever, Phantom Wallet, you know, whatever it is, moving into other ways. And so you need that. Not everybody, some people are willing to dive into the deep end, but there is a case to be made for, you know, what we've talked about, which is baby steps and uh, having someone hold your hand. Yeah, fantastic. That brings me back to, I would love to know a bit more about Let's Form Group and your sort of the movie, the docu, the docu-series project. Can you tell me a bit more about it? Yeah. And, you know, I alluded to this a little bit earlier, so I'm going to try to be brief because there's so many other things that we I know, I know. About. We might have to go five minutes over time. Let's, let's, <laughs> yeah, five, let's go over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope yeah. we can go over because yeah. this just tends to happen. Yeah. Okay. So I want to give everything a little bit of an, a little bit of breathing room, yes. I'll say. So like I mentioned, you know, my first experience with tech really was Gosh, years ago, I mean, back in 1992, 93, I was dialing up with my modem to BBSs, which were like enclosed text-based groups that you could um, talk to people all over. And so um, I started with the internet, which it wasn't even called the internet back then. I don't even remember it having a name other than bulletin board service. Uh, that's what we called it, BBSs. But you know, starting at that time and then after college, having the first job at a, a real internet company, like, that time I wanted to capture it again. And so for us, just like we said, like this feels like that. Well, the first time around, I didn't have any resources or any ability and wasn't in a position to document it at all. And so, gosh, I wish I had kept a journal or taken pictures or I was just too busy working uh, to know like I should pay attention to what's happening here and this is special. But this time around, we really wanted to uh, document it because believing and having faith that this is going to be something that um, stands the test of time. Uh, people being together, communicating together, forming relationships together, that's not going away. Uh, that's what humans want to do. And that's why I believe in cryptocurrency as well as the world's uh, global money and financial system is because that's what we want to do. We want to find ways to be together and whatever we can reduce that coordination friction between us, we're gonna grab that every single time. Telephone, airplanes, whatever. Think of all the people that died in airplanes before we got to airplanes that actually we sit in all the time for multiple hours. A lot of people had to die to get there, trains, whatever. In the same way, we have this period of time that is going to be looked back in history as what were they doing and who was here. Now, yes. as you know, most people that hear about crypto think of the scams, think about how it's only for rich people, right? That's another thing that I've heard. Uh, it's only for technologists and it's all scammers like FTX or Terra Luna or, you know, that's really what makes it into the news when it comes yes. to crypto right now, 
in this period yeah. of time, that's what makes it into the news. Or, you know, Gensler and the SEC, right? Like yes. all of that, what captures all of the headlines all the time. So for Collabland, we're sitting on, you know, we started just building this project for ourselves, but now we have over 50,000 communities that use Collabland, that have an active wow. Collabland. But we have millions of people that joined, have joined Collabland. We have over, over 45,000 people click the button, let's go button every single day. And that's not even an example of how many people interact with Collabland. It's just how many people click the let's go button, which is either to add a new wallet or to check for new roles. So for us, we have this whole exposure to a different type of crypto user, right? A, different type of crypto resident and so for us we're like what about what if we do this uh, what if we create these videos to try to appeal to non-crypto audiences so even though there's stories of crypto communities we have pizza dow and iokiverse which is steve ioki's project we have mintage which is a nft fashion project we have two different artists that we feature thank you x and serana we have farouk from rug radio i mean that's just some of them. We have seven in total. Definitely check them out. But really, the reason for creating them is twofold. One is to create a historical document of this time of crypto communities. And then second is to do our part to uh, raise awareness for what is really, what's the whole story of crypto. It, the story is not just hyper-financialized, dog-eat-dog, everyone's looking to get rich, uh, a number go up only. And there are people that have really changed their lives with crypto. You know, yeah. people that ha didn't have many opportunities before that were absolutely cut out of success in the traditional systems for whatever yes. reason, society, education, disability, I mean, really any, because of the nature of what country they live in. Um, there's a lot of people that are cut out from wealth building, even though they're super ambitious and have really great ideas. And so crypto unlocks that. And so, yeah, that was an idea of the movies. It's like, let's show that off. Let's show people what this really is and show them what Collabland, how Collabland works, you know, and how, so they don't mention Collabland. These are all Collabland communities. I think one of the documentaries uh, mentions Collabland and how they use Collabland for voting, but these are groups that were able to come together because of Collabland. So we're in the background, but wanting to really let the communities themselves speak their own language, share their own culture and talk about themselves. Because for us, the, the pride really is having been able to enable, right? Enable yes. these types. So we're incredibly proud of them. And yeah, they're really a love letter to crypto, to Web3, and to what we've been able to experience over the last three years. Oh, that's fantastic. I will put the link to, to that website, Let's Form Group. And yes, yeah, so if anyone wants, they can check it out. Now going back to Collabland. So I have come across a similar type of projects before, like one is Unlock Protocol. Would you say we actually use Unlock Protocol? Unlock okay. Protocol. Yeah, yeah. Julian is a good yes. friend of ours and the company. Yeah, actually, this is a great piggyback into another topic if we can go to the dev portal. Yeah. Yeah. So Collabland just last week launched a dev portal. Now for Collabland, we have multiple personas that we support. We support the member, you know, to making yes. sure they have a safe 
simple experience when they're joining a community. We support our admins and our mods, uh, but my, making it easy for them to create token gated roles and to um, be able to do support for their own members within our command center. Again, we also offer our mini apps that are in our command center through our marketplace so we can support the community as a whole to continue to thrive and try to survive the bear market together to help them with engagement. And then we have two others, which is brands and creators, inspiring brands and creators and one of the ways we're doing that is through the movies. Like, look, this is something that brands and creators have done. You can do the same thing too. Think about it. And then we also have a developer persona. The developer, you know, originally, like I said, we started off as dev tooling. The idea yeah. was to speak to devs, to engage with being the main target audience for Abridged, you know, yes. as the makers of Collabland. And so now we've been able to bring them back around 2021 or really 2020, 2021, 2022, 2022, it was just bull market. And so yes. we were barely able to keep up with the number of people that were joining Collabland and trying to maintain that, right? So it's like, we yes. didn't, it's like whoever was the loudest got all the attention. So the developers were always in the back of our mind, but the members and the admins really demanded all of the attention during that time. So yeah. that's where our yeah, which well, is what you have. Yeah. So in March, we launched our marketplace. And the marketplace, the whole idea of the marketplace is if you're building for crypto communities, you, yes. Sam, you created an app for crypto communities, how are you going to get in front of crypto communities? Like, how are you going to yes. advertise to crypto communities? How are crypto communities going to know to use your app or your bot or whatever you have your functionality like how are they going to know so for collabland we're like okay like let's see if we can make this interoperable collaborative partnership with devs who are building in the crypto community or crypto community space so we created the mini app marketplace so if you have an idea for a mini app you can have it in the collabland mini app marketplace Anyone that has the Collabland bot is going to be able to install it. You know, it's branded with Sam's app. Now you're going to be able to have a distribution possibility for your yeah. app. Anyone who wants now is going to be able to see it. The Apple App Store, the Google Play yes. App Store. Right? So also, did you re hear about the Google Play App Store that they're going to allow NFTs now in the Google Play App Store? So that was pretty exciting, actually. A lot. Anyway, yeah. you know, we're talking about these little bits, positive signs happening in different places. Uh, it's Absolutely. Too soon. It's too soon to draw a straight line, but yes. little things are happening, little shiny spots right all over. Uh, so that was the first one, which is the marketplace where now devs can build a mini app, be in the marketplace, and Collabland can now distribute to whoever, you know, any admins that want to use that mini app. Another reason for that is our, our communities that use Collabland are so diverse. You know, I've mentioned mm. a few, which is like gaming, DeFi, NFT communities, DAOs. Yes. Uh, you know, there's lots of different ones, investment groups, right? And so everyone wants something different. So even if you're building something very niche for just a certain type of community, you can still have all the admins seeing it and the communities that will want to use it are going to be able to install it just one click install you know collabland manages everything else so that is one way which is we're trying to encourage people to build in crypto community we believe you know part of that comes from my experience as the child of immigrants um, my parents moved to america in the late 60s early 70s my whole family is here now um yeah. but they moved to a neighborhood that had all immigrants. They moved to an immigrant yeah. community. So for me, I always knew that's 
that community was important for jobs, for security, for opportunities. You know, it's like we shared that amongst each other being in our immigrant community. And I did feel a lot of safety growing up because we were like in our little pond and didn't feel like I had to understand all of American culture. My parents weren't American. So I had to, yes. uh, I was able to understand and learn in that experience. And I know how valuable that was for immigrants. And so for us, that crypto community analogy rings true, which is, mm. We don't want to come we don't want people to come into crypto all alone because that's yes. when you're susceptible to scams, scams. yes and right. pulls and all those things yes that's right so you want a community you want somewhere to land where you can say hey what's this i got this yeah. should i do this what's this thing you know a lot of the conversations that i have are like just don't be the first to do anything <laughs> ask a friend you know it's the same idea ask a friend ask your community you're going to get lots of different answers uh then you're going to have to figure it out and synthesize that information on your own there's no free lunch here there's really no way to guarantee you're not going to fall for a rug pull or a scam but at least you can be better positioned and my parents have also fallen for scams right um yeah. and people i know have because that's a nature of being an immigrant and not understanding the culture however there were a lot fewer because they had the strength yes. of the community. And so for us, we're like, we want to encourage people to continue to build in the community space. And also just because of Collabland, we've seen the growth and we've seen the relationships that have been built and the how meaningful they are. And so we want to continue to support that. So that marketplace is one part. And then now with the launch of our dev portal, it's twofold. One, it's an yep. easy on into creating a mini app. So that's one part of the dev portal. And then the other part of the dev portal is Collabland APIs. And so now if you are building an app, if you're building a website, if you're building a mobile game, whatever it is, you'll be able to utilize Collabland APIs. And what are Collabland APIs? If Sam has connected with Collabland, Collabland knows what role Sam has, um, Collabland knows what community Sam is in, and Collabland knows what wallets Sam has. And so we also have access to what's visibility to the contents of that wallet. So now if developers want to use that information in order to create other experiences, a game, you want to make a game only for Pudgy Penguins, or you want to make yes. a game only for Doodles, or you want to make a game for all the NFT projects, then you instead of creating your own wallet connection page, or having any kind of token gating backend, you'll be able to utilize Collabland's APIs. And also you're giving the security to the members. They don't have to connect a wallet. They don't have to sign a new message. And all of this, all of the data that's being shared is dependent on the explicit consent of the member. So when yeah. I join Sam's website, you know, I will see, oh, I can connect with Collabland. I'm going to get a consent pop up a consent module up that's going to say, you know, I Anjali allow my Collabland to share my wallet yes. address, share my roles, share my community. So nothing is happening without the consent of the member themselves. However, you know, we talked about friction at the beginning of this call and maybe we can end with friction, which is like, that's one way that Collabland is alleviating that friction is that yeah. if you've already connected with Collabland, now you will be able to seamlessly Take your community with you. If you're a project, you can build a shop, right? You can build a shop for merch for your uh, community. Or if you want to have a speakers panel and you want to invite them to listen to some speakers, or if you want to have a conference where you only want the members of that community to go, 
Discord can be the starting place or Telegram can be the starting place, but we want to encourage communities to, you know, move out into the world and build different type of experiences for their communities and their members. So that's a way that we're also activating developers, because if you're interested in doing that, we're interested in being in business with you. Oh, that's fantastic. So then I have a, like one big question for that. So do you charge for APIs or how do you make money? Yeah. So this is a brand new product. We have a yes. free tier and there is a paid tier and then there's an enterprise tier. So yes, yeah. if you're just testing it out, if you're just trying it out, the free tier is going to be enough for you. If you don't have a lot of traffic, you know, you're just getting started, the free tier will be fine. But if you're making money, if you're yeah. reached a certain level of success, then yes, we would expect you to share that with Collabland. Collabland has been serving for free for three years wow. at every level, but you know, we're in a bear market and really yes. truly we should be supporting projects that are supporting us. Absolutely. I mean, that's yes. across the board. And so yeah. yes, Collabland is now going to be having products that are out there that are revenue products. Uh, the Collabland service will always be free. You know, the basic level will always be free. However, if you want something more, if you want something more advanced, if you, if it means that it's going to cost us more to do that, then we expect that our communities that have been relying in on us and been using us and have been, you know, we've been supporting for this long to now uh, be able to support us. And I will say, you know, in the web two world, like the user, you know, they use the word user. We don't even use the word user. We use the word member because they're our partners, yes. but users, you're the product. The users are the product. Your data is shared. Your data is monetized. Advertisers play, pay a lot of money for user data. And we're trying to avoid that moving forward. We're trying to create a reality or a new world where we are not the product that just because yes. you're using a service doesn't mean that you have no more privacy at all you know time will tell if individuals are willing to pay for that service what i would say is it will happen once something happens to people you know like for yes. me even there's one big exchange that i was not kicked off of but after two and a half years they decided that they wanted all of my personal information. They wanted every single bit of my history. They literally wanted to scrape me inside and out in order for me to continue using that platform after two Crazy. and a half years of using it. And so that's when I said, all right, forget it. I'm off of that. Yeah, things are a little bit harder for me now. I don't get to seamlessly trade tokens the way I used to. Now I actually have to look up the contract address and, you know, like I have to, it's more effort, but yes. I have to pay gas. But that's what made me move into the decentralized solution. So I yeah. hope it's not too late for everybody. I hope they recognize that we should be supporting projects that are supporting us. And for Collabland, yeah, that's the goal. I mean, we're not going to get through this without revenue. We're not oh, going to yeah, get absolutely. Yeah. We're not going to get through this without the community that we've supported for three years supporting us back. So yeah. that's just a fact. And so, and we need to start being hospitable to that. Yes. We need to start understanding and encouraging projects to charge, and we need to be willing to pay for them because nothing is free. And yes. so if you're using anything for free, uh, you better believe there's some time, um, they're somehow making money off of you. Yeah, absolutely. 100% believe in that. And I have one one last question and that is, or maybe two. Okay, one of the things that you said that you started with the no-code side of things, th this has been my experience dealing with no-code and with developer tool 
products. No code can get more traction initially, but then a lot of the people who use no code, they don't know how to go further. Whereas developers who know how to code have much bigger or longer of vision because the no code people, sometimes you get excited. Oh, wow, I could quickly build this, but then I haven't decided. I don't know what to do next. Uh, so that's one of the thing we realized at Cookbook that hardcore developers made a better user or of the product for us as a developer tool. So I don't know, have you noticed that? Like I said, we pivoted away from no-code tooling pretty quickly um, yeah. because of Cloudland. And so, but I will say that belief that no-code tooling has a place for us and that it will be a part of our future, we're going to support all levels. Like just like yeah. the beginning of the internet, Sam, you know, a lot of people became developers because of the internet. A lot. Yeah. You did not, you know, people that were I doing- I became a developer because of internet, pretty much. Exactly. And so crypto in the same way is very inspiring. And so yes. giving people some easy wins is important. And yeah. so I hear you that uh, no-code developers may not be so grand thinking initially and it may be short-lived. But again, I do believe that there's a percentage of those that will continue to move forward and learn more and get educated. And we see that in our server yes. right now. We see people, because in our server, in our Discord server, like we have members, we have DAO, people from the DAO, and we have developers, and we have people mixing. And a lot of people that are not developers are in those dev channels and like curious and learning. And this is a nice mix right now with crypto where you have creatives and you have technologists and then you yes. have collectors and you have all, and you have brands coming in. Like it's a really uh, mixing pot right now. And so I do think that there needs to be support for uh, new people. And also yes. maybe we can start in the same way that we're trying to remove the gates, gate, remove the gatekeeping from everything, from money, yeah. from financial systems. Maybe we need to also start giving everybody an opportunity if they're interested in learning yeah. how to code, if they're interested in building, even if they just have an idea, like I think there needs to be an opportunity for everybody. Um, oh, absolutely. And then if, if you're interested, you'll keep going. but. I think yeah. supporting uh, developers at every level of interest and ability is important. Oh, that's fantastic. And lastly, do you have a ask? Is there anything that you are looking for, um, whether it's investment or people to hire or people to use your product, anything, feel free to share. Yeah, thank you. I mean, we have the Colorado Co-op. We have the Collabland Co-op or Colorado Co-op. Uh, so it's the Collabland DAO. We'd love for people to join our server and check that out. We actually have an event tomorrow called the Discovery Lab, but we have events every single day. Our calendar is pinned to our Twitter account so you can see our calendar. We have activities happening every day, different types of activities. We'd love for people to join them. So that's one thing. And then the other thing, which is what I just mentioned right before we moved to this topic, which is like, you know, support us. If we've supported you support us these are you know you can't expect free products forever and yeah. if you if products are free number one are they tried and true you know in crypto you're just as um strong as your reputation and how long you've been in business we've been serving for three years now and you know knock on wood no hacks or vulnerabilities and so you know we're very proud of that and we're going to continue to support and serve as best we can so if you found value in that then you know, there will be opportunities to reciprocate that support in the future. Oh, that's, yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time, Anjali. What I'll do is I'll put the links 
to all your platform and to everything underneath the podcast and wherever it goes so people can find out about Colorblend, join it, and also find out about the docuseries and stuff and have a look at those. So thank you. Thank you. It's been a joy, Sam. I hope we get to talk again. Absolutely. We'll have to do this again in six months and see where Collabland is and all the interesting projects that have been built and are on the marketplace because didn't get to explore a lot because I would have loved to ask you, but that's a, another conversation about what are some of the key interesting projects that are or the mini apps that are currently oh, yeah. on the marketplace, but that's such a big topic that I thought I'll, let's tackle that next time. Absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening or watching this episode of the Web3 with Sam Kamani podcast. By now, you know the drill. Leave a comment or share this episode with a friend and leave a review. I would love to hear from you. So that's why my DMs are open. Reach out to me, especially if you are a founder building a product in Web3. Then I would love to hear from you. What are your challenges? Is there anything that I can help you or my community can help you with? Thank you once again and wish you best of luck in building your startup or your project.